You're tuning in to the Wild, Weird, and Sometimes Normal podcast. If you have a story or a guest recommendation that you think others need to hear, email me at wildweirdandsometimesnormal at gmail.com. Let's get this started. Alex and Brett, kick it! Tonight, my guest is Nico from the Conspiracist podcast. We're doing a swap cast and talking all things conspiracy. We discuss clones, mud floods, giants, the moon landing, and a bunch of other topics. This episode was a lot of fun, and we peered down at least a dozen rabbit holes. Be sure to check out the Conspiracist podcast and let Nico know you heard him on Wild, Weird, and Sometimes Normal. Are you looking for CBD for your pet? My friends at Pure Pet Wellness have what you need. They use the highest quality ingredients. While other companies may use synthetic oils in their CBD, Pure Pet Wellness uses organic ingredients. Organically grown hemp, organic coconut oil, organic shea butter, organic beeswax, and that's just to name a few. A family-owned and operated company that also offers fast shipping. Go to purepetwellness.com for all your pet's CBD needs and use the discount code WILD and WEIRD at checkout. That's wild, A-N-D, weird. Treat your animal right. Go to purepetwellness.com. Are you looking to buy a home in New Jersey? Escape the city and move to the suburbs? Finally purchase a vacation home on the lake or down the shore? Maybe you're one of the lucky ones who are retiring and moving out of state. If so, let me help you. Keller Williams and the Real Estate Professional Group have what you need to make your goals come true. Reach out and have a conversation with someone who will put you first. Contact Brian McCoach at 856-321-1212 or email brianmccoach at kw.com. Welcome to another episode of Wild, Weird, and Sometimes Normal. Tonight's special guest, his name is Nico, and we're doing a swap cast. He's from the Conspiracist. Welcome, Nico. Hello. Glad to be with you. Awesome, man. Thanks for joining me. Conspiracist, awesome. man. Fun name. Chronic and Conspiracies. <laughs> That's the idea. That's what we like to keep it light. We like to keep it fun. Kind of a little bit inspired by the, um, the Fireside Chats, THC. Oh, yeah. Greg Carlwood, man. He's the best. Greg Carlwood, yes. Your podcast, what kind of topics do you typically cover? So we go through a lot of the funner conspiracies. One of the most popular videos and podcasts we have um, is before we actually had the video component. So it's just background going on, but it's about Dave Chappelle being a clone. And that one goes into a bunch of different celebrities potentially being clones. And that was my co-host. He went on like a deep dive on Reddit and found this whole fun tunnel where Sinbad and Shazam, that whole. Oh, so we've got well. some Mandela effect and then we've got Chappelle with being a clone. So Chappelle was skinny and lanky during Half-Baked and The Chappelle Show. Then he went to Africa and Iowa for a couple of years, and he came back, like, just swole. He was yeah. jacked, and then he was also, With like... nicotine addiction. Non-stop smoking cigarettes. I think he, he has the Guinness Book of World Records for the longest stand-up, and it was something like 12 hours. He would just go to the comedy store and keep talking and just chain-smoke the whole time. They're like, oh, Chappelle smoked 100 packs, and he told jokes for 12 hours. 
So what other information do you have that he is a clone? What is the breaking news we can have? Do you, do you remember anything that was kind of leading that, that way? That is, um, that's the sad part is that it's been so long. It's been over a year. And then my co-host was the one that brought that information forward. But comedic wise, there's a video of Sinbad kind of admitting that he was actually in Shazam. And it's, it's hilarious. I don't know if we can pull that up real quick. I don't know if the pause will be bad, but... Um, he, he he definitely has his ear in the conspiracy world and he, he puts a lot of funny Easter eggs in there about like how the CIA came and destroyed all the tapes. <laughs> I, I, I don't know about the Mandela effect as a whole. Like I, you know, so Mandela effect, they say that, you know, when CERN was turned on, that it switched our timelines and we've now merged to a different one. And people remember that Nelson Mandela died in jail when he was in prison in South Africa. I don't remember that at yes. all. I remember him being released. I remember people being excited. That was on mainstream news. He was a, a hero for his country. But some of them, Shazam, I remember that trailer as a kid. I remember telling my parents to see too. it, my older brother and I. I clearly remember that. People go, oh, no, it was the Shaq one. This was way before Shaq that they had that on there. And then the other one is the burn Steen Bears and the burn Stain Bears. Yes. And that's ridiculous because I was a good reader growing up. If I read now, maybe I'd be a good reader again, too. <laughs> but I was a good reader growing up. And so there's a very distinct spelling between Bernstein and Bernstein. And I specifically always remember pronouncing it Bernstein. So this is oh, what I'm bringing to the table here. Of Yeah, it, yeah. They, they switched it. Oh, interesting. Just to make people... It's like an Easter egg. If you make it see like a little bit real and... No, they, they make it, it tough. And then... You know, the hard part now with even a lot of things is that Photoshop is so good and so cheap that CGI used to only be for Hollywood. And if you were faking a UFO, you could see the string or you could see that it was a, a pot upside down, whatever crap it was. A Frisbee was being thrown. You could see that it was obviously being faked. Photoshop and CGI is so cheap now and computers are so advanced. There's so, you know, so much technology, whatever else on the computer. Oh, yeah. And that you'll see the people holding up the Bernstein bare books, the, the old way versus the new way. Like, oh, I found this in my grandma's closet from when I was a kid. It's like, okay, well, I see that. It's also a picture that I don't believe any of the pictures anymore. I'm watching videos of people talking, yeah. knowing that they're saying things that they're not saying at all. Like, I'm not going to believe well, a still picture. The editing we have now is insane compared to what they had before. And then, uh, you know, the government has 20 years ahead of what is public in terms of editing capacity. And if you go back in history and you look, even when we were doing hard film, like the JFK film, the level of editing they did, they removed frames, they did all this stuff to make it look like the car didn't slow down. They removed all these things on physical film. They did like dodging and burning to make different areas look more dramatic and everything. And it's like, oh wow, they were at that level Imagine what the Tesla car in space is potentially, or some of the weird footage that doesn't really make sense, like the the lunar lander landing. Like, who set that camera up? That so Neil Armstrong wasn't the first man on the moon. The other it was the first film photographer on the moon filming them. They dropped him <laughs> off, went back up. <laughs> it's it's wild. Do you think the moon landing? Do you think the footage is faked, or do you think they never went to the moon at all? I think either way, there's like you can go Eddie Bravo and be like, well, everything, all satellites are on balloons and 
things like that. There's the firmament. I have no strong opinion, but I love to entertain both ideas. I think, weirdly, the stuff in my bubble points a lot to firmament when you look at Werner von Braun's tombstone and all these interesting things, and you look at patents that like for certain um, weapons and they they mention like you must assume that you're on a stationary earth for these calculations to make sense and that is in patents that are functioning and people are making money off of right now which is really weird so the sun's there, shooting like, at six million miles an hour and the earth is chasing it while bobbing up and down and rotating around the sun with then the moon matching the exact speed to go around in a 24-hour period while also bobbing up and down through the tarred asteroid field. That doesn't make sense to you, and that we're just sitting here. <laughs> yeah. So they they make it yeah. tough, though, and throw in so many calculations that you can't sit here and, you know, do the back of the napkin math to see what's happening. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and then, too, if you don't go with the consensus, you're just a pariah, a crazy um, person. So it, it's really interesting. When you, I saw Neil deGrasse Tyson. He was on with the guy from the Doctor's TV show show he has the podcast now man I the guy who ran in name. pennsylvania the uh, dr oz or he's not no he has anymore. dr oz on his show a lot uh um, okay. let's see if i can i can pull up his show but he was arguing well this is the main point you don't need his name but he they were having a debate over the covert response and Grass Tyson was defending it, saying like, well, we were basing it off of the science. And he's like, well, there's PhD doctors, there's from Harvard, from Yale who were against this. And he was just at, like hysterical going, I don't care about their credentials. Credentials don't matter. The only thing that matters is the consensus. Science only cares about the consensus. And it's like, okay, so how do we ever get something new in science if consensus is the only thing that we can use in trials or anything it's like oh, this is crazy you're gonna you're allowed to ban people if they don't speak the consensus so as long as you know the nine out of ten dentists recommend this toothpaste like that's obviously right but then yeah. the one who wants to do clinical trials and see is it better for your teeth and tartar and tartar control and things like that or the one that guy like, who wants to, to actually do uh, science who wants to test a hypothesis and let that stand on its own that's not the way to do it or a cost benefit analysis being like well is this worth the damage potentially to your health for a little bit of wider tooth where you could maybe restrict sugar and uptake better higher mineral content milk or something i don't know <laughs> whatever it was for you saying that it was so eye-opening during the movie fight club when edward norton first met, meets brad pitt and he explains what he's doing and he's like oh i calculate the cost of a recall if we're going to get sued for more money than it would cost to actually oh, yeah. recall, then we'll do the recall. But if we're going to get sued for less, then we're not going to do it. It's like, oh, okay, people's lives and safety don't matter, where it's really just comes down to the bottom dollar of, hey, we've already went this far down with patents, with production, with advertising. We can't really pull it back. It's a crazy world. That's exactly, that's exactly what happened to me with the uh, acne medicine I took. And the sad thing is I can't even mention their name because they could sue the shit out of me, even though they've been class action lawsuit after class action lawsuit but they're still selling these pills that are like $500 a pill for acne that's a synthetic version of vitamin A whereas if you just ate carrots you'd get the acne fighting benefits but the synthetic vitamin A 
your body can't detox it or whatever or break it down so it builds up to toxic levels and fucks up like your hormones it has a known birth defect that um, is so bad that any fe women who take this acne medicine are forced to be on birth control because they don't want any of these babies with oblong heads coming out be being associated to this medication because it's almost guaranteed that it will happen while you're on the medication. You can't have kids for a certain time period after taking it. And they're giving it to 16, 17 year olds and telling them like my doctor was telling me this is a miracle cure. Like you take this and you won't have, you don't have to care about your diet. You don't have to care about your exercise. And I was like, this is great. I can play video games and get, take care of my acne at the same time. That was bait. And my mom and the Navy doctor I went to before was, tell me the right thing from the beginning. He was like, if you're not sleeping on a regular schedule, you're not sweating and getting exercise and you're eating poorly, then uh, I'm not gonna give you any medication until you fix those three things. And I was like, oh man, I want a magic pill. So I, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the I, Navy I'm doctor a... wasn't going by consensus. He was going by tried and true science. Yeah. It's a shame that if you take an emergency vitamin packet, and you pour the powder and you mix it in the water and you look at the back of the contents and it's like vitamin C is like a trillion percent, vitamin A is a, a million percent, and you just pee everything out that's your body can't handle. It's all, it's all yeah. natural. And then the, here's somebody oh, who's yeah. making a synthetic version that your body doesn't recognize and it can't get rid of the, the higher amount and it's causing a toxicity in you. It is absolutely insane that some of these companies are just taking natural homeopathic medicines, then synthetically creating them. And then your body's not recognizing them to process them the proper way. Well, you just made the perfect example, especially with vitamin C and then citric acid. Um, citric acid, which is used as a preservative and everything, it's a natural preservative. You know how it's made? They buy, they cultured a mold fungus, a black mold, and they bioengineered it to grow citric acid. So they don't get citric acid from oranges or lemon peels or anything like that. They made this freak creation out of black mold which we shouldn't be eating anything black mold related that is creating our citric acid that's the same process we use to make a lot of different vitamins so like if you look at folic acid folic acid doesn't uptake in receptors especially with people with the mtfr genetic mutation and they'll have like symptoms similar to autism and stuff like that if they are have are not getting methylfolate and methylfolate comes from like broccoli and different parts of your diet but you can get vitamins with methylfolate or methylated folate and stuff so like all these vitamins are not created e equal and some of them are actually bad for you even though it 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 could be a vitamin c which should be really good for you. even really high levels vitamin c is good for you but not the synthetic stuff it's just crazy then they're charging so much money per pill when it, you know go eat an orange go get a bag of oranges for a dollar you get you know 30 oranges whatever mandarins and, oh, yeah. and you're fine. Oh, yeah. So you mentioned Ron Braun earlier, and we can tie this back to, to space and everything. But I, And you mentioned Elon Musk, too. Something I found interesting is that he wrote a fiction book back in the 50s about colonizing Mars. And then the Elon leader... Uh, no, no, no. Uh, Von Braun. Oh, Warner. Oh. Yeah, he wrote a book in the 50s I think about heard of this. colonizing Mars. And then the leader of that colony, his name is spelled E-L-O-N and the Elon of Mars. So who's the first person as of right now who's probably going to make it to Mars is going to be Elon Musk. You know, what oh, it, yeah. you know, he, that's some matrix uh, stuff right there. We need to go back through the Simpsons episodes and see if they predicted that or not.
he's uh it's funny because if you're not um like, there's different levels to conspiracy and like even i know some people who've worked for government their whole life and covid has been like ah oh, man this was some shit like even if the, they've got their third booster by now they're kind of like this is not something's not right about this they believe in elon as being like a savior like some of the people when donald trump or like bernie sanders like all these people obama when he came out um and that was when I was in college, and that was one of the things where I first woke up when I saw someone who was elected president, and we were in college, like, marching around, hope change, hope change, and he ended up taking us into eight wars, and, like, five of them were in Africa, and uh, he didn't march with the teachers and all, all that stuff that sounded good when we were in college, student debt, none of that stuff, so. It's absolutely amazing uh, that if you were to ask, I think, the common person, you know, what wars have the U.S. been in, in the last 20 years, you know, they probably name Iraq or Afghanistan and completely ignore, you know, either us funding Yemen or, Syria. you know, us funding Syria, everything happening in Africa. Sudan, Congo. Uh, like, just absolutely <laughs> terrible, overreached, you know, infringement upon people's rights, just human rights. Both sides do it. It's, it's absolutely terrible. Uh, and it all comes down to, you know, Raytheon and, and the power of the dollar and the defense contracts. Oh, yeah. You know, it's interesting is when you think about it, you think as the United States as as the one who does this, but it happens, you know, European countries do it to different ones of their colonies as well. And if, if you, uh, people who've worked overseas, when you look at these military contractors when they roll through, the Chinese are the nicest, but apparently the Americans are very nice compared to the French, which is really interesting. Like the French, when they roll through, they act like it's colonial times, just smashing heads and like burning buildings down and, and like forcing people to sign contracts, forcing governors to sign contracts. And it's like, oh, okay, that goes under the under the radar pretty much now over in France. It seems like they only protest if it has to do with their bottom line. Yeah, they had that yellow vest prior to COVID and they were making some, I feel like they were gaining some traction over there oh, and I, then COVID think... completely shut them down. And now they're back up because they raised the pension age without voting or anything. And um, Emmanuel Macron, I forget, I forget what his last name is, their president. He's, but he was uh, like, I don't have to ask you guys, economic... I don't have to vote on this. Yeah. Uh, the World yeah. Economic Forum. Uh... It's probably easier to list off the people that haven't been part of the WEF young up and comers. Did you notice they removed Putin off of their website? After completely canceled were... Russia, just got rid of him. He, he just wasn't part of their their new narrative. It's just really interesting. Sometimes I think everything is just the controlled opposition soap opera. And even we'll show some people break down the videos in Ukraine of blown up tanks in the street, but it'll be a tank that's like flipped over, but the house next to it, the glass won't be broken and there won't be any like burned anything. So it's like, it looks more like a scene of a movie, which is interesting. And I was like, I right, had hoped that'd be true that they don't, they're not actually just blowing people up all day over there. And they're, they're just using it as an excuse to burn money or hype make this inflation go up so they can collapse the dollar move us all into smart cities it's a lot of stuff <laughs> they went all the 15 minute cities and you know i have no idea what's happening over in ukraine i you know yeah i don't know what media is showing what but it just seems that in the the day and age where there's social media everywhere everyone has a cell phone that there'd be a lot more live streaming in my mind oh, yeah. i would feel like a modern war you would see in in a civilized nation they, they had videos prior to that when Biden went over there when he was vice president, when Trump went over there. 
uh, or the you know whatever they're doing the investigation, and they were showing pictures, of Kiev and all of that. You know, beautiful. Oh, yeah. My my high school used to go there all the time as a student exchange thing, and and Ukrainian oh, yeah. students would come over. It's so it, a, a beautiful civilized country. Cell phones everywhere. Everybody has them, and yet there's not day to day war video, which I thought you would you know you would expect. Oh, yeah. But you know I have no idea you know what's happening over there or not that's which true I think the algorithms like they only let certain things slip through on on purpose like during covid they had like videos of people just collapsing in china and just like the scariest that got me convinced for a little bit um that i was like oh maybe the news is lying and saying that it's not as bad as it is because there's these youtube videos where in china they're welding people's doors closed and oh, those videos start coming out this. in december and january you know, december 2019 january 2020 People I would follow on Twitter were retweeting them. You know, people that have have a really high batting average were retweeting them of like, hey, I don't know what's happening, but like, look what's happening over here. But none of that stuff ever came. None of that stuff ever happened not here. Till, you know, not till recently. Now, now we yeah. have like the sports and the news anchors and stuff collapsing, but not during. And just people getting sick over and over and over. I remember the first year and a half, I didn't, I couldn't meet, I couldn't find anyone who had been sick. And now it's like, I've got it five times. And I'm like, wow, this is interesting. Come to the point now that there's no point in testing. There's no, you're, yeah. you're going to be sick for a little bit. And, you know, if I guess if it gets absolutely horrible, you'll go to the doctor or the hospital or something. But for the most part, you're just on your butt for a couple of days and you're watching some bad Netflix and you'll get up and do be you, back to work in no time. Do you happen to post anything to YouTube? Um, just because no. I have a YouTube channel um, that's sep completely separate um, that's just about dog-related stuff, family stuff. And I mentioned there's two different parts. One COVID and one Ukraine-related, which is really weird. But the COVID one was when it first started, I just mentioned people may want to get an extra bag of dog food because everyone was going crazy at the stores getting toilet paper. And I'm like, well, maybe get a bag of dog food. And I think I said the word. And then uh, I got instantly... Um, restricted I couldn't monetize the video and I couldn't post the video and I'm like what the hell and I got a strike saying you you the CDC blah 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 and I'm like what all I, I didn't say any misinformation or whatever I just said grab an extra bag of dog food like I think if the algorithm was working I was helping the fear-mongering a capitalist then, just driving uh, people to make more money I'm, I'm on to your game yeah and then, <laughs> so so there's a there's a banner on the top of YouTube now that says you're not allowed to say anything negative about the war in Ukraine, but you are allowed to say positive stuff about the war in Ukraine, which is really interesting. So it's like, I, what? Would be a positive aspect, yeah. If you say Ukrainians are winning in any battlefront, but if you say like the Russians are winning, that's not allowed. Or if you say some anything like, oh, maybe one of these battalions in Ukraine might have like Nazi relations or something, you're not allowed to post that. But if you say a Russian battalion has a Nazi flag, you're allowed to post that. We you're live in such a mixed up world. Yeah, you're allowed to go. That's the one thing. There's no restrictions on what you can post on Russians. You can post Russians like being mutilated and like all these crazy things. And I find the war to be such a distraction. You know, I don't want anybody, you know, if their houses are getting bombed and their territory being infringed where people, you know, truly want to be a part of Ukraine. I know nothing about hundreds, thousands of year old war like the middle east the middle easterns have been fighting over that exact same plot of land for the, their entire existence ukraine has been you know the battle land you know next to russia for its entire existence doesn't mean they should keep going on that way 
but to have pundits jumping on TV every night and then telling people what to think and everyone up in arms, like, well, does that part of, you know, there's a North Dakota and a South Dakota. It seems at some point that was probably just one Dakota and then they split <laughs> in half. You know, maybe they didn't want to be a part of them anymore. I don't have enough information on that to sit here and decide. And for YouTube to tell me, one, I, I also don't know, you know, what's in it for these other people to put all their energy in. It's all these loose traps that just suck anything oh, out yeah. for you not to pay attention to like the things that actually matter. I think that's yeah. the key right there, the loose traps. It's like all these things, they make all these archetypes, they make all these well-written stories and scripts that will touch certain people's heartstrings. Like a lot of boomers are really getting torn up, especially military boomers about the war in Ukraine because they're all like, hoorah, yeah, we're going to do the Cold War that we've been waiting for our whole time or whatever. And and it uh, doesn't seem like... It, it seems that there's a higher level of power and it's a lot of the countries are all pushing in the same direction. And oh, yeah. for that's you know, the creepy thing. Oh yeah, they're definitely shaping up for a World War Three of some sort, or you know, bringing an end to to get back these you know fifteen minute smart cities. And then then again, they're going to show in the news. You know, it's like Wag the Dog movie. Like there could be an entire yeah. war that they create on the news, and we have no idea about any of it. Oh yeah, we were talking about the CGI earlier. So, you know, I've, I've seen that same video about the tank flipped over in the house and then, you know, the still frame that they're circling all the, the windows. And like, look, none of this is blown up. And then, like, there's actually a, a flower bed next to it and none of that's burned. And it's really strange. So there's this, you know, there's a Twitter video they'll show sometimes of this little kid walking on a sidewalk. Like the curb, I'm sorry. So the little kid's walking on the curb like a tightrope and he's holding on to the railing next to him. And then his dad is just talking over and he's like, oh, we'll overlay this, we'll overlay this. We'll, we'll drop this out. And the next thing you know, the background turns into, it looks like he's at Niagara Falls on the outside of the rail about to fall over. And then as, as, oh, he's, wow. as he slips down off the you know little three-inch curb and he's still holding on to get back up and he's in the safety of a park and nothing like this, it looks like he's about to fall over into you know deadly rapids. You can't tell that. Like if you don't, and most people can't tell that. VR or anything like that? No, no VR. Yeah. He's just sitting here and There's just... A Quickly, I don't know what, what he's a, using for his software, but he's just quickly throwing it down. He's going, like, oh, we'll overlay this, and then we'll do this, and we'll add this to it. And it looks really basketball yeah. one. The, Steph uh, Curry making all those shots, showing a demo of this software, and it's like a live basketball game, and it takes like the picture of the guy sitting there and overlays it on one of the players, and then it's just running around with his skin tone, with it like everything, playing the game live. Oh like, no, I missed legit. that. That's crazy. That I'd love that. <laughs> I was like, man, if they have this technology, why does like NBA 2K still not <laughs> yeah. have this shit? <laughs> they still get glitchy. They'll, they'll show LeBron all misshapen or whatever. Like, come on, guys. Yeah. Just get, get in touch with the government. It's like, I, I, you could put me per perfectly, perfectly rendered into the game. I, I mean, I haven't played any sports games in a while. Maybe they have some features that are pretty similar to that, but it was mind-blowing on a live game. That's been going around on a lot of podcasts. People have just been blown away by seeing that. I'll have to look that up. That's crazy. Yeah, that's that's the future of their uh, e-gaming. Is just going to have, people will pay for that experience to watch themselves be Steph Curry or LeBron or whatever, and oh, and then yeah. their buddies can gamble on them. Oh, they already pay so much for a jersey or a, a <laughs> beer cozies or whatever. <laughs> so, what got you interested in conspiracies? What was one of the first ones that opened your eyes? So probably the first conspiracy-related material I saw, then life experience. The life experience was with pharma and the acne medicine. But first thing I saw was Zeitgeist, I think. Have you seen Zeitgeist? I don't know if I know that. Oh, really? Zeitgeist? Man, that's like, um, I guess like a lot of people, 
in my area that was like their conspiracy awakening and it was a video that was really really old on youtube and i think it's available all over the place now there's two ones and it just basically talks about how christianity stole stuff from old pagan religions and all these ideas have been reused over and over and over and they're all based off of the stars and they're not like unique stories so like the story of adam and eve is based off of movements of the celestial stars and that's why every religion has the same characters in it so if you look in the egyptian religion like aton was the first man and he was before he was created it was all energy and light and there was a watery soup and then he through his thinking created like all of existence which is really interesting with like the firmament and just different ideas and theories of the nature of this universe and that's what the egyptians thought like that's a lot more interesting than our our uh, current bible situation and the garden of eden and all that stuff oh, yeah i've definitely heard of the taking over the pagan religions i didn't know it was it was zeitgeist yeah but, but you know christmas jesus birthday on december 25th yet there was baby lambs and the you know baby farm animals don't come until the spring so oh, that wouldn't wow. be his birthday there and that the 25th just happens to be in that special period of the winter solstice, the solstice. coming in at the 22nd. So they were kind of blending right there. St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, yeah, that's just like right there. So it's more the pagan holidays are their big, their big days. The farm harvest, I guess, is closer to Halloween that they're doing All Saints Day type of thing. But the St. Patrick's drove right. the snakes out of Ireland, but then snakes can't survive that far that north. That, yeah, that latitude. And then really it's the Druids. So it was the, the pagans there that they were getting out. And then so, Which you is, know, we get super uh, drunk on March 17th to celebrate, you know, genocide yeah. of people, not of snakes. <laughs> you know, so it's like, well, that's you know. it. You know, what's interesting is like, I think we are on the same page on a lot of the similar and we've, we've heard of a lot of the similar stuff. Um, like what podcast are you big fan? Like, do you listen to a lot of Sam Tripoli and stuff like that? Oh, or? yeah. Yeah. Tinfoil Hat, Greg Carwood, Higher Side. I love uh, Tony Merkel with, uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I think the he more changed encrypted stuff. Yeah, so we'll get into those and have people come on and, and tell stories. And then in my, my normie role, I'll listen to Bill Simmons' podcast about sports or, you know, Philadelphia 76ers-related ones when I need to step away from madness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I watch, like, murder mystery stuff like a woman. <laughs> that, oh, man, the worst thing, 90 Day Fiance. Like, once a month, I'll have a thing where my brain just has to defrag and, like, reform and I'll, I'll i'll stop doing anything research related or non-fiction and go into uh or like fun and work related to uh just like complete mental garbage <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i've given up on most of regular tv and including netflix and streaming i, I don't, can't tell you the last thing that i watched that wasn't a live sporting event where i'm pretty sure they don't already know the outcome and that you know the balls don't have magnets in them even though i've seen some interesting oh, videos yeah. and i'm like well maybe i don't know oh yeah well it's interesting yeah. like every time there's like a hurricane that sport in that in a certain city that sports team ends up winning or a shooting or some type of dramatic thing like it always is the best possible soap opera outcome it's never something vanilla whenever sam has oh so like sam used to have the bishop larry gators on oh my god say, so I love those podcasts. I can't Me follow too. them for anything. I'm like the crazier that Larry Gators keeps going down the road, and he's you know he's like, oh, Kobe equals that number is like 15 in the Israeli language. Then COVID's also 15. So you knew this. I'm like Larry. Like, I have no idea you're talking about. You keep having all these numbers add up. Like I'm on board, I guess. But it's you know you start getting into the numerology 
And like everything adds back to nine. They're like, oh, look, you know, three plus four is seven. But then if you take two away, then add it back to the seven, you're at nine again. I'm like, you just made up nine. I I love it. Yeah, I, I try I'm to sure follow some. But, <laughs> you know. I'm sure that's how most people think when they hear me talking about like my white level of conspiracies and stuff. They're like, what? Like, it's just so crazy that they don't even respond to it to them and when i hear larry doing that or some of gematria or the um the ones where you're like you're a citizen and you don't have to follow rules and you don't have to pay taxes because of like certain wording of a law and like the maritime law and then your social security number is sold on the stock exchange i'm like i don't know if that's true when when my son was born i i don't think i signed that paperwork but if i'm worth 700 grand i'm willing to like sell can i get that back somehow (laughs) Yeah. So I'm like, and I'm wondering, I'm like, well, if this is all true, why are people wasting their time podcasting about it? Just like beyond being Costa Rica or something. Like, <laughs> I don't know. But uh, and maybe I'm just not that level yet. And I'm, I'm just a normie to them. But for now, it seems kind of weird to me or just confusing. <laughs> I, I think if they sent Martha Stewart to jail for how many ever years and, and Aunt Becky from Full House, that they have no problem sending me to jail for trying to become a uh, independent country Sovereign on my citizen. small little yeah on yeah. on my property. I'm like, you know what, Brian, you owe you know twenty grand in taxes. We're gonna send oh, you yeah. out to sea. I think and they're, like, they're like, oh, they're like the bank, and then the river bank. The river flows, money flows, and the banks. Here. And you're like, oh, okay, I, I I'm following you. This also kind of seems a little nuts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was Somebody, really good. Uh, it might have been Same. Greg. Oh, did you listen to Carl Woods' episode the other day about Florida? Yes. Yeah, so, so I'm super interested because I always thought about Florida as being like a bow-dunk place, but there's all these conspiracies about places that I now love. Like going out in the country, like the hills have eyes. They make you think it's the worst place ever. But I'm like, if you go into downtown in any of these major cities, that's where the hills have eyes, man. <laughs> oh, that's the worst place. It's it's all cookie cutter. It's all Starbucks and you know big there's block stores. on 20 different medications and then they forget to take them and they're all on the street going crazy like I'm like oh man i'd rather be out in the country all day yeah but that my, florida episode sorry <laughs> no that's fine my only pushback when that, that guy was going off uh, and he had, he had good things about you know the fountain of youth and this the fertile crescent and then he was talking about the uh, the I, img academy which is the high school there it's a it's a giant high school but but he didn't talk about they recruit kids from all across the country to all across the world to come there that there's you know there's numerous high schools throughout the country Sierra Canyon uh, up in Los Angeles LeBron's kid goes there they get all these people to come there and to sit here and then say like oh well it just shows you that the the nutrients and the fruit in Florida is producing better athletes like no that is a high school that acts like a college that is pulling people in from all across the world that are great and that is why those people then going into the pros. Yeah, and they, then they have Florida citizenship after being there for a year or two because their tuition will be cheaper, and they get another scholarship person to come through. That's Occam's razor right there. That makes a lot more sense to me. Yeah, that was my only little pushback on it. I was like, I was like, but everything else I hear, I I like what you're saying. I like the the Moorish architecture. Oh yeah, you know our current architecture is just terrible. Everything's a box on top of a box. Oh yeah, it's insane, insane what people are putting up now. Like for schools and shit, it's a box with like a few windows that look like it's a mass-produced like airline factory not like a proper school and you look at what they used as like insane asylums they use these beautiful masonry buildings it's like why would you put all this work and use these massive stones if it's just an insane asylum that you're going to defund in a few years so that's my new current favorite 
conspiracy, and I think it's good for everybody, is what was here originally, that oh, yeah. the pilgrims didn't land here, and there was nothing, and they just happened to meet a Native American on the shore, and then they had turkey, and they slowly built logs. I used to live in Pittsburgh for a while, and then my family was still in New Jersey. So I would drive back and forth. I was looking to get a job. My son was born out there. We we're going to move back here. So I was driving back and forth th for interviews. You have to go through six tunnels from New Jersey to Pittsburgh, S six mountains, right? So these aren't small little things. And for people to come through and to look at that, yeah, maybe you get across one or two. These are giant mountains that you're not going to get across. You're not, oh, let's just get a stick of dynamite. You know, maybe they're more adventurous <laughs> then to keep like blowing up a little. Oh, we can keep blowing up. Don't worry. The mountain's not going to collapse on us. Yeah. What? I find that hard to believe. I, I just think there was a better technology at some point. There was a better way of either melting oh, yeah. rock or scooping rock or whatever it might be. You know, Graham Hancock gets in this a little bit. Modern subway stations versus the old ones that were tiled and just beautiful with those big old windows and they had natural light coming in with insanely high ceilings versus like the tunnel rat subways that people use now that just smell like piss and have no natural light and just like and then it makes you wonder why some of those stops are closed you know if you're yep. you know any subway system like oh this one you know we skipped this stop we skipped this one oh this is getting renovated like well renovated from what and like how is it so bad if the other ones were all built at the same time and that yeah. parallels into my other favorite these are like really fun and there's no third rail involved in these uh is underground bases i feel like it's like the uh, underground the, the dumps the deep underground military bases or or that is like kind of interesting but i think even more interesting is the ancient cities like they have cities for like 30 40 000 people completely under why like we there's you're not overpopulated. Why live under fucking ground with that many, like, what? Yeah, so it's I forget Graham's show that he had on Netflix. Uh, was it Ancient Apocalypse? Oh, Graham I need Hancock. to finish watching that. Yeah. yeah so he covered some of that uh, in there. And this is all like the Middle East area and, you know, Turkey and things like that. And it's, you know, they have cut out. It's a soft stone. But again, still, soft stone isn't like picking up sand. You still have to chisel yeah. this stuff out, and it's going to take forever to get all this stuff out. And then they built these air vents, and they were down to fresh water at the bottom, and it was 10 levels all the way up and down. And their theories for why they built this would just make that they were an inferior civilization. They were afraid of a Genghis Khan type, and these marauders were so horrible. And but, well, but they would have gotten to you by the time you built any of this. Yeah, they would do exactly what we did to to Iraqis who are in caves. You light a fire at the entrance of the cave and suck all the oxygen out, or they'd blow up a propane tank and those everyone inside the cave would suffocate because the oxygen would get sucked out. It's the easiest, it's like, that's apparently how the Native Americans killed the giants is they've tricked them into the caves and then there's only one way out or a couple so that's ways what, I wrote that down eventually. as a note to bring up to you because the, the giants I find fascinating as well. And if you can go onto the New York Times and you can search old newspapers, and you can just type oh, in yeah. giants and start looking in the 1800s. And they talk about 12 foot, 13, 14 foot skeletons. And it's just amazing now. Two sets of teeth and stuff in that. I've heard that on with people, but not from the news reports, the couple sets of teeth. Because I was like, that's really weird. I'd have to go back and look. because I, I haven't searched in a long time. But I remember after hearing it once and someone said you can do it. I was like, this is easy enough for me to do. And you were able to easily pull it up. And articles were just popping up left and right. And every couple of years, there'd be a New York Times, you know, the, the paper of record for the nation. Now, though, and the people's explanation, we're so smart now. We are the smartest people that have ever walked the earth. Like, oh, this person who was a highly decorated educator at their time, they just didn't know how to use a tape measure. Like, oh, they mismeasured six feet to no. 14 feet. They just...
completely mess that up? Or well, definitely a, a lower IQ base level than people in the Civil War. Because if you look at what they were writing, the people who were enlisted and the grunts in the Civil War, they were writing beautiful poetry back home to their wives in script that was just, it looked like something a Buddhist monk was practicing his whole life. And they had regular jobs, regular farms, regular stuff they weren't the like supposed to be this educated that was supposed to be for the officers and stuff like that so it's like some of this history is somewhat is is interesting and they were so well dressed and they all of our history books show the that they're podunk people who didn't know anything and they were you know working in a coal mine and thank god that they were able to serve their army and that was the only thing that saved them <laughs> have you seen the video or the um pictures of the seances from like I don't know what times, 18 something, 17s, 19s. Oh no. They're insane. So this I would I would like to go on a deep dive on this. Einstein was the who blew my mind about this because he mentioned like oh the physical realm is is only part of it. Like uh, now I believe the spiritual realm is way more important than anything here in the physical realm because he was going to a bunch of séances which were popular at the time. And you'd go to like a house and they'd do like Ouija board, like the equivalent to us now, we'd Ouija board or like something like Wiccans do and like try and summon spirits. But at those seances, there's pictures of faces that pop up and they're ghostly. I don't know. They don't, I don't know how they, it's like, it looks like a projector did it and they don't have any of this technology yet. They don't have CGI. They don't have any of this stuff. And it's their great grandma's face or someone like that. And they're having conversations with them. And it's just like, ooh. Are you familiar with Project Looking Glass? Possibly. It's a Project Looking Glass, and I think the Vatican built something similar to one of their priests. And they had this mirror that you could look into, and it could show you the past or the future. And allegedly, the Vatican was able to look back at the crucifixion of Jesus and see that happening in real time at that time. Almost like a movie screen. They were able to go back in certain periods of history and look at this. Oh my God. So it almost oh, seems like they were doing this at a lower level for the seances of having some way of understanding how to, you know, trigger something to come through or some type of vision. Yeah, so it's almost like we had more technology, uh, at least especially spiritual technology, and now we've just replaced it with mechanical technology that kind of numbs us and covers up our third eye that would let us have these abilities before, which is a really cool theory. Um, that I've heard like with Atlanteans and stuff that we had telepathic abilities and levitation and like abilities that Australian Aboriginals said they used to have and they no longer have because of the EMF. They're no longer able to walk invisible and do these amazing tricks that people have been talking about for years and years and years. So I think that might be all a coordinated thing for the reason of trying to get it all done before the age change from now it's going to be Aquarius from Taurus. There's a million different theories of what's going to happen then, like the waters are going to pour in and the only people that will survive are the ones who are get chosen by the ant people or whatever, or a bunch of happy versions of what could potentially happen. But I just think that's super interesting. No, I think it's definitely interesting that as the ages change and we're rolling into new errors and then some of the beliefs that other cultures have, and I would say that, for the most part, that the Western cultures, we're not too deep into to myths or, you know, looking to the stars for premonitions or, or guidance or anything like that. And then some people are that, you know, they, you know, we talk about Wiccans and then, you know, I like to think in positivity and like attracts like. 
And, you know, if you put good intentions out there, go to come back. But for the most part, us as, as a society, we're not looking up to the stars to see, like, what did the moon tell us today? And for other cultures, you know, like, we're not. United States, the West is not the only people out there, even though we do like to think that a lot. And we like to think, again, as I said, like, we think we're the smartest we are right now. And it's easy to see that even back to the Civil War, they were growing their own food. They were making their own clothes. Like, everybody was doing all this individually. Like, we can't do any of this now. And as new age rolls in and, you know, some of what the different societies are projecting, it's interesting, just fascinating what could, what could be. Oh, yeah. It's even like the construction, every all the planned obsolescence. There's definitely, like, a concerned effort to make humans not their optimal self because they're way easier to control. This is um, even when ISIS been... was on the rise in the mid 2010s or whatever, and they were showing them going to Syria and blowing up all their ancient buildings they had there. Oh yeah, and that was all over the news. All the time. oh, ISIS just rolled into Syria and, and you know blew this up, and you know we did nothing to stop it. But it's just amazing. So they just they just stopped one day. They were just they blew it up with American funded like brand new toyotas and stuff like that it's oh, crazy yeah it's like like bob's auto repair out of texas like the one side to the guys like i have no idea how my truck got oh, over yeah. there it's just fascinating well, what the, gets pushed the, on the mainstream and what the reality is and then like, you know so is isis still blowing up these ancient sites or did they just stop one day and they mission accomplished well it's like some of these things it's like a test to see how stupid you are and to see if like okay maybe we can now they're this stupid we can try something even more ridiculous because they're obviously gonna just comply or believe there's castles here in california and they're like oh yeah some like rich guy just decided to build it with these massive stones in like this middle of most difficult place i don't think this was built recently it's like why are there castles in california why are there uh, like all these similar buildings in San Francisco and South America, Argentina? It's super interesting. And then you see the videos of them in top hats and there'll be mud roads with horse and carriages and the, the some of the ground floors of these buildings are still underground. They haven't been excavated. And it's not basement floors because you can see where the feet parts are supposed to come out of the building. It's like super interesting. That they leveled off level one and then made level two, they made it seem like it was the entrance. And then, you know, I've seen pictures, you know, San Francisco that they were putting in gas lines. And as they dug up, you could see the basement original level one that had windows. So it wasn't a basement. Like oh, it, was, yeah. uh, it was above at one point. There's some big buildings in downtown San Diego that I was always wondering, like, there's no one ever going into them, no one ever going out of them, and they looked somewhat similar. But this is actually a debunking of a conspiracy. When I found out that's they, they use that to cover, like, water main pumps and stuff. So, like, instead of having, like, a big, ugly water main pump station, they'll make it look on the outside like a facade as a similar building to the area around there. San Diego took a page out of North Korea's book, and we have fake buildings and... San Diego. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man. <laughs> San Diego. I was hoping because we we're kind of like a diamond in the rough in California in terms of being a lot more conservative due to the military bases here. Because we have a marine and a couple navy bases and a bunch of like spay war and stuff down here, especially out here out east. But they're proposing making it tax for every mile you drive across the whole city. So basically this city, there's no public transportation that actually works properly because it's it's a really spread out city. And that would just make it so the people who live out here in Lakeside and stuff would end up having to move to these project style buildings. They're building all these giant projects, no backyard, no balcony. 
it's like, man, if they weld your door shut, you can't even freaking get more fresh air than the little crack they allow your window to go open. So it's like, this is insane to live in a place like San Diego and to live in a project. It's like, it was a purpose. That's crazy. The California pretty much goes up the entire West Coast. And you have uh, Oregon and Washington State above you. But compared to the East Coast, it might as well be, it's pretty much the whole thing. And then one oh, governor yeah. gets to decide on the entire state, the entire coastline, you know, and, and you're saying this is San Diego, but I, I've heard Newsom saying that he wanted to do similar things and have, have these taxes. And not that New Jersey oh, yeah. is much far from that either. But So mud flood, yeah, I, find, like- I find interesting. I had a, a guest on and he can predict earthquakes. So he's looking at all the jam plates and the Turkey and Syria earthquake. He predicted a few days before. And he's oh, circling wow. narrow bands on the map. And he's like, oh, there's going to be a 7.0 earthquake here. So he predicted that one. He was going back and forth with like, the Turkish earthquake minister who told him that he was all bunk. And then the earthquake hits. And then the guy that I interviewed, Canadian earthquake researcher. Nice guy, real nice guy. But then he was like kind of trolling oh, him wow. on Twitter. He's like, hey, are you guys okay over there? Everything all right? I thought I was bunk. And then he even followed up with, there's going to be another 7.0 earthquake here the next day or two. Then it hits again. So his Twitter and his Instagram is him just circling all these maps. So he thinks there's going to be this 10 plus magnitude earthquake on Japan because wow. all the plates are locked. You can go on earthquake.com, whatever, what all these places, you know, the, the U.S. government site for earthquakes. And you can see that they, there are not as many as there normally is. And the ones that are happening are very small. So all the plates are completely jammed. Apparently all mainstream knowledge is that they're jammed. They're saying this. So this guy is saying that the big break is going to happen in Japan, 10 plus going to wipe out all of Japan, giant tsunami. Unfortunately for you in California, you're getting a giant tsunami coming your way. He's uh, talking about 100 meters high. Off the coast. So oh, I you should, should be, be fine. Yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. And then so and it's it, set off it's worldwide. It's like a thousand earthquakes. feet elevation by the time we're out here because you're, you're going up the hill the whole time. So I'm like, oh, oh you're perfect. Then. Be, you're you're at beachfront, beachfront property. property. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Your surfboards are coming handy. Perfect good. time. I finally moved away from the beach. Uh, and I had the option to move less than a mile off the beach, too. And we, we went out here for the kids and stuff. So, And I, I was like, man, right in decision. an emergency, yeah, an emergency, if I had to get out of the city, I would never get out from that location. But from here, I'm already out of it. So I can be on my way to Arizona to my friend's house. <laughs> a couple of years ago, you guys had, you know, that campfire was up Northmore and then the Los Angeles one. And people are just posting videos of them driving through fire tunnels as, you know, the yeah. the bravery or the, the dumbness. I don't know which one it is. They might not no know choice. that your car runs off oxygen. Like, <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's like just you hit crazy a... to go through that. And, you know, they yeah. talk about. Well, Rogan said when he lived out before he moved to Texas that he had this, if he had an old Bronco or whatever, but he, he souped it up. He's like, I need to be able to get out of Los Angeles. I need to be able to hit the highways and all this stuff's going to be jammed. So I think you're in the right direction of getting away from the coast and the city. Oh, yeah. But your your friend there, his theory has uh, come up with similar to my prediction that isn't based off of stats or statistics or anything. It's more just something I have a feeling because of what Warren Buffett said and what's going on in Taiwan with the silicon conductor microchip factories. And he divested billions of dollars, his whole portfolio that was over there. And he was being interviewed about it. And he was just normally he's very composed, you know, Warren Buffett. And he was just like, um, uh, well, maybe uh, we, maybe I did it because uh, maybe we divested because there might be a seismic activity 
that could disrupt the factories. And then he's like, well, no, never mind. That would be super rare if that would happen. Um, I don't know why we sold them. Um, maybe we sold them because, and then it's like, what? Why did you sell them? And then mentioning seismic activities, my theory was it was going to be like a U.S. weather weapon that was going to set it off because we had threatened China basically being saying that if they move on Taiwan, that we're going to strike the uh, the factories first to make sure that they don't take over the factories and that we're going to evacuate all the engineers and bring them back to the United States. So that if they do take Taiwan, they're not going to get any of the infrastructure and stuff like that which is super interesting that all these things i'm like japan and taiwan i think they're pretty close together yeah the fault line runs right up through them so they're in this guy's prediction they're they're pretty much the same place and so they're going to be heavily yep. affected as well <laughs> and he posted that video of warren buffett saying the seismic activity and he was using that to his credit to back up his claims like look he even knows about it too so so my guy my friend through twitter he is being followed on Twitter by a U.S. Navy base. He's like, it's the third largest U.S. Navy base. What? And so he's like, they know about it. And then apparently others, some other foreign governments follow him on Twitter. It's a weird, Holy it's crazy. Shit. But yeah, it's the guy's really nice. It is a weird wow. thought process to have. But then he like shows the receipts, like the kids say. Like he said here, he'll retweet his stuff from three weeks ago. I'm like, look, I told you there was going to be a 5.0 earthquake here. And it happens to, to hit. He's Does just he have a time time frame that he has estimated so he was bringing in the student loan debt and bricks so things that didn't really seem to be related to natural disasters and he doesn't think it's going to happen until then and his opinion was then getting a little political into the power class squeezing us more so he believes but then within like the next as well yeah so like he thinks weapon, either they know about weapon. it and want to make it like the worst case scenario for everybody but just make everybody has any money Take they can't do anything they can't situation yeah and, or even possibly gloss over now that the economy is absolute trash and like well it wasn't us it was actually the earthquake that did it and if it's already going down you might as well loot as much as you can which you know they're doing but he was thinking oh, yeah. next i think his latest prediction is june 2024 so let, uh, just over a year oh wow he could have told me june 2030 i would have had him on the podcast and been super excited to hear it he said June 2024. Yeah. I was like, man, this is great. I'm going to have you know proof within no time. Wow. Similar. What do you think? There have been a lot of maps, even of recent times in the 1800s, showing California as an island. Oh, yeah. Have you seen these maps? Yeah, it makes sense because the Central Valley is so deep. It, it, must have, it could have just been filled with water pretty easily. Just a little bit higher water level. And I think a lot of that will be underwater again, which is really interesting. Yeah, even the late, late maps with the Spanish had California as an island, which was crazy. And they, yeah, they, not uh, that long ago. San Diego. Like, yeah. They had colonies and stuff there, so that was super, super interesting. And it's not like they messed up and mixed up Catalina Island or something, because Catalina Island is so small it barely appears on the map. And Catalina is super interesting here in San Diego. We have this island that's covered with really interesting old architecture, too. It's like, how is it out here on this island? It was like yeah. a, um, a gambling thing at some point. but We definitely don't have the full story of everything going on. One of my other favorite conspiracies is like, the missing time frames. That, like, they just added years to where we're, we're at. Have you heard any of this? Oh, you know, yeah. You know, that like kings and queens, the show that their reign I've was heard. longer or that they were destined to be, that they, you know, in a generation or two there, you, you don't have books or news. People can't read. Allegedly, I don't. I wasn't there, but you know they can't read. So you know you could say, "Oh no, we started our reign in 
the year 100 and now it's the year 1200 we've been reigning for 1100 years and this is why i'm in charge and i get all your taxes and it's uh, like at but, first you look at that and be like oh wouldn't the people notice at least someone notices like even if they did it wouldn't matter like they're not the ones who could write the history books and all these things and if you look at now like they're rewriting history as they're taking down statues they're like hamilton the play all of a sudden if you are against hamilton you're a racist but i'm like hamilton was a white dude who was for the central bank like he was not like a social justice warrior at all like it, it's funny is. <laughs> if it was just getting you know people being upset of like that is you know that was a white president he's being played by a black man like okay what's called acting like get over it but then if you're yeah, reworking but... his entire, you know, everything he stood for and you're like, well, this guy actually wasn't the best. Like, no, no, you understand. We're going to change it. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. But why are you calling it Hamilton then? Like, just yeah. make it something else. Well, You've already like changed the act- him enough. <laughs> the actor is more real than the his- the historical figure now. It's like if I am if I have anything negative to say about Hamilton, people are like, you're why, why would you be racist? I'm like, I- he's a white man. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? I'm not talking about the actor. The play was probably great. The play was probably well written and fun to watch, but it just it just muddies the water so people who aren't looking at this all day just give it a peripheral glance and that's what they think. I think a lot of this is just to get people exhausted. We talked about this like Deluge stealing. Yeah. Just the most nonsense bullshit to get people to argue over. Uh, yeah. I think I think it it's been the uh, whole thing now is more just to steal loose and it's gone full 100% off the rails. And I, I wonder if they just think people are stupid enough not to realize it at this point, that like we've been dumbed down through a bunch of different methods. I know with the Romans, they would say, like, uh, if you want to keep your populace docile, then feed them grain and don't give them access to meat proteins. And uh, India does the same thing. So in India, like all the lower classes can't eat beef and they mostly have to be vegan and stuff like that or vegetarian at least. But the Brahmin class can eat beef. The freaking high class can eat the holy cow. Like what in the world? They can eat meat. They can do whatever they want. And that's something you're just born into, which is an amazing uh, system that took a lot of years to make the population domestic and docile but i think that's happening here now too oh yeah there's definitely the rules for thee and not for me you see it in some of the middle eastern countries that are allowed to drink and then there's the stories coming out that all the the higher people up in government that they're having booze fest booze parties when i was Uh, in morocco there's the bar has two sections one for the westerners which is in the front and then there's a curtain for all the well-off moroccans who don't want to be seen for like being there but they're all there with prostitutes and everything that you can imagine that's yeah so, and then you're just hurting the the little people you're squeezing them for an extra nickel in taxes and then you know keeping them not even strong enough or able to put together the the conscious thoughts they're getting their short end of the stick yeah really really <laughs> a shame let's think of what sam puts is he mentions this a lot and he's like well the reason that they're also moving at this pace is potentially that maybe that there is some type of spiritual timeline and that something inevitably positive is going to happen when this change does happen and the change to Aquarius might not be an apocalypse. It might just be an apocalypse for their world, but for us it might be awakening or getting up to the next level or something like that, which would, I think some people have that maybe. They've been more open-minded 
but I'm not as woo wooey. Like there's some people that I've heard talking, they're like, oh, uh, I've heard these numbers in my head and these stars and all this stuff. But I think there is a positive potential future and that's why they're making it seem like it's doom and gloom. It's always the opposite. I definitely find it interesting, you know, you're talking about the kind of the ruling class and then the spirituality that it, it seems that they are trying to trigger a biblical revelations and that, you know, some of the wars in the Middle East may have been doing this. Like Saddam Hussein thought that he was the reincarnation of Nebuchadnezzar. And then oh, wow. for for him to get hung it seemed rather swiftly. You know, if you caught such a war criminal, it seemed like it'd be more beneficial to parade him around and more of a humiliation trial. Did you, know, you hear him speak on some of the trials? I'm like, I, I saw why they got rid of him real quick. Yeah, maybe I vaguely remember that. I, I wouldn't trust the translation, though. You yeah, know, there's that stuff too. that comes out where they come and there's people who speak the language like that's not what they're saying. And, you know, I don't know if that's true or not. But I also know that, that they lie about other things. So who's that? Oh, yeah. Like Gaddafi, things like that, who was doing something positive for his country. They used depleted uranium to poison their, their waterways. He was getting, he drilled for a natural aquifer into the land, had water. He thought owning a house was a human right. So everybody had a, access to education, to a home. And then they, Gold you know. standard. He right. He was getting he was getting the, off of the OPEC. He didn't want to do the US dollar. He wanted to go the gold standard on there. So a lot of interesting things. And then, you know, if you go look him up on Wikipedia or you look up CNN clips, they'll talk about what a war criminal he was and things like this. Uh, again, I'm not yeah, over there. I don't know about him. What's that? There's documentaries about him being like going into schools and like picking out girls on all this stuff it's like okay so you got him doing some jeffrey epstein stuff so that means he's basically on the same level as the rest of you guys i'm surprised you weren't friends if that's true yeah <laughs> and that's disgusting good then fine if that's yeah. what he did then he should go to jail and be held accountable i'm very yeah. thankful that we're in the united states and we have some for the most part we have laws that are you know pretty much enforced well, we but it's easy to Hillary. pick and choose when you look at people you know that they pick putin and they pick one thing that he does as a crime but you could pick any person and pick one thing to do as a crime if you're going to hype that up and, and turn a whole society against them. Oh, yeah. Easily. Easily. It, it's a bubble perspective for tunnel vision. And it's all we have time to do these days. It's like we don't have time to be fully fledged, functioning social creatures because we only have a, that little window between work and sleep and going back to work to explore. And that's something that's very different than like peasants even back in medieval time. They had at least three months a year of almost nothing to do because you had your harvest and you prepped your stuff. Then you had festivals for three months and then you got ready to plant again. But for those three months, you had stores of food and no other major responsibilities except for your hobbies and stuff like that, which is that would be insane. And you look at older cultures, they still cling on to stuff like that. So in Morocco... They still have Ramadan for a month. No one works for a month. It's crazy. For a whole month, the whole place is shut down other than like a gas station for a couple hours a day or like a grocery store for a couple hours a day. But everyone is off for a month. Like that would not fly in the United States or China or Japan or something. No, we're, I think we're too tied to the dollar to material we're too tied to the material aspects of life to let things go for a month. I really think the United States, for the most part, has like lost its course. And it doesn't really Controlled seem like left demolition. versus right. It, it really is, like from the inside. You used to have a debate about something. You used to be able to find, like the common ground was to move forward as a country. And now how you did it, you know, you might elect a Democratic president. And the way forward was just a little bit to the left and off the path, but you went forward. And then four or eight years later, you'd elect a Republican and a little to the right, you know, they would go, but still go forward. And now it just seems 
I don't, you know, not even say which side wants to do what, but one side wants to go completely backwards. The other one just wants to go like straight up and be like, is any of this forward? Like, is any of this better for anybody? Yeah. It's really lost. Oh, yeah. Well, they get the opposite party to do what they need the other one to do. So if the Republican Party apparently wants war, then they'll get Obama to go and do the wars they need done. Because imagine old white man going to war in Somalia, Sudan, and all these brown-faced countries. That would have been a PR nightmare. But for Obama to do it, it was literally not even mentioned. So it worked out perfectly. They're both two sides of the same bird, obviously, and they they work really nice, the soap opera, to get what they want done and not what the actual population potentially could want. Well, the only thing Obama ever did wrong was was that he wore that tan suit. Yeah, That was the only thing that he ever did wrong. Everything else was just an excellent decision. And I voted (laughs) for him the first time. He got me hook, line, and sinker with Vote for Change. And I was like, you know what? We finally got a young guy. He's coming in. He's got this like JFK vibe. Amazing he's, he's speaker. Like, yeah, he's younger. He gets it. He doesn't want to go to war. He he gets what the young people are feeling. We have to go for the prosperity of America. And like it was a 180 instantly. You see it now. Elections aren't even real. It doesn't even matter. But yeah. back then, there still was the thought that they did matter. And I was so dejected for that one that when he ran again in 2012, I was like, I'm not even voting. Like, this is so pointless. Yep. Like, you're going to win. The same and this is, I was on. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is so pointless. It's just terrible. Well, then even at that, like the president's only there for four to eight years. But then you look at these other jobs, like the head of the CIA can be there for life. And the head of all these agencies that have so much power and even blackmail power to the president. So it's like who who has the higher power in the end of the day, like the last say. So it's like all these guys are just actors that pull heartstrings from certain areas of the country and they are de- they're demonized by other areas. So that's the perfect archetype a loved and hated guy somebody had a joke one time I'm not giving them the proper credit here but they're like you can see the power structure in the world that the president is there for 48 years the u.s president is here for 48 years and then he goes on speaking tours he goes on vacation he goes on talk shows and then the pope he had to step down and he was locked away inside the vatican and was never allowed outside again so like who who <laughs> You know, of those two people, who actually knows what's going on and who are they afraid that is going to speak and tell the truth? Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, the Pope, that stuff, they have their own, like, there's a bunch of murders who have gone down in the Vatican from people. They dug up the, next to the Vatican, they dug up the garden and found all these bones and, like, there was children, there was adult, there was a whole thing. Like, oh, we don't know how that got there. Oh, okay, sure. Oh, my, just like Canada. Yeah. Like Canada's supposed to be oh so nice and sweet, but they're totalitarian and crazy towards their native population. It's crazy. It's like, oh, they have, do you they, listen to Gramerica at all? Uh, I do. I haven't been caught up recently, but uh, I'm super interested because I think their episode on Rogan got taken down or something. Oh, they were on this, Rogan, or they were talking about Rogan, or yeah, um, they're ta- or one of them, who, someone who's associated with Graham. Um, they work together on a bunch of projects. They're talking about this new type of energy. Oh, that's that was um, Randall Carlson. Randall, and he's yeah. been on Rogan with Graham, and he's he's a geologist and he's super smart. Have you listened to his episodes on Rogan? Yes, he does a lot of the uh, like ancient or like alternative or longer timeline human history stuff. So Graham does the longer timeline, and then Randall is a G- and uh, Graham does the longer timeline. He was a journalist, an investigative journalist, and now he's turned his journalism investigation skills to prior to the year twelve thousand, twelve thousand years ago, ten thousand BC, 
that there was a higher educated population, fully functioning population that got wiped out. And Randall, he does a lot of sacred geometry and the configuration oh. of the pyramids and things like that. And he uh, grew up, I think, in Minnesota up there. And there's some river and you can just see. So with Graham's theory that a meteor hit the North American ice shelf and like melted the water instantly and that flooded the East Coast of the United States, you could go 40 miles out and that was an extra 40 miles of functional land. And then oh, wow. in a short amount of time, now that's back up to in New Jersey, you know, it's like Wildwood and like Miami down in Florida and things like that. But it used to go out to Cuba and, and out to the Bahamas was all connected. You could just walk out there. But in this 12,000 period, it got flooded and that's where people would have built their societies next to the water. And that's why we don't oh, have yeah. any ancient stuff there. So Randall then, you know, up in Minnesota, you can see the different rocks and how quickly they were rushed away. So he thinks that the Niagara Falls was more created in a matter of months to years as opposed to millions of years, not this trickle. It was, you know, millions of gallons of water rushing per second that ripped this away. So he's oh, been on wow. to this new, not new, it's, you know, it's Tesla technology and things like that, but uh, anti-gravic devices, uh, harmonies, different metals interacting at different varying degrees, mathematical degrees, acute tri triangles degrees. He's you know, getting like to that. this using like ancient writings, right? Uh, I don't think he was doing writings. I think it was more, uh, but he was going back to Tesla technology and they're, you know, they're getting more output of a battery than the input putting in, which is impossible to current standards. Whatever the input is, it has to be less than the input. And yeah. there are ways, you know, you can power a, a battery with a potato or whatever, like a light bulb with a potato, whatever you can do. So there has to be things around this. So he had this technology. He went on Rogan. He brought this guy on maybe a November interview with Graham and Randall and Rogan saw me back in January. So Randall posted, Hey, we're here that Rogan posted a picture of all of them at the studio. And then it was radio silence. The Gramerica boys, they have like seven YouTube videos that is of Randall talking all of these things, but not to Rogan, but all the same technology. Oh, that's really? supposed to work. I want to yeah. see that stuff. So it's on YouTube. I, I believe it's on YouTube. They have the videos. Yeah. But they have these, uh, laboratories in the Maldives that they're working on and Randall didn't want to give the exact location for where it was but they're real world testing these technologies for power and that they're coming up in a positive sense it's weird how many times the Maldives has come up in my life and it's just like such a small little vacation tax haven that's super super interesting i can't wait i really wonder and i wonder what you think why it would have been rogan took it down like what would be controversial like this because i know what happens to like potentially a lot of these guys on youtube who come up with cars that are powered by water that's not a hydrogen fuel cell that takes like all this stuff it's just like a more simple process or like a carburetor that makes your car have a lot higher mileage um and those guys all end up heart attacked and stuff like that i wonder if that's his fear i think uh, but if it is that doesn't make sense that it's out on youtube still right so that's randall i don't think randall cares because it's not the interview with Rogan that's on YouTube. It's Randall teaching these other yeah. classes that he has. So the Rogan one, if you ask me, I, I think Rogan recognizes that he is an Walking entity. I, I just think he recognizes yeah. he's a business. Like he's Joe Rogan Inc. And he probably likes being worth $100 million, $200 million and going to the comedy club and his life that he has. And I think he finds some things bullshit and he'll bring them on. And some things that he finds interesting, you know, so he has UFOs come on and he'll have 
you know, anti-vaccine people or have a Peter McCullough come on to talk about that. And I think in his mind, he feels safe because he's on the right side of what he wants to do. And he also, he finds interesting. But back in the day, he used to talk about the moon landing and stuff being fake oh, yeah. and, and be into that. And then he, got, he's, he said he grew up. He's like, oh, I learned more and it's not fake. And they did all this stuff. I think at a bare minimum, I don't know if they went to the moon or not. I don't know. At a bare minimum, that footage is 100% fake. And there's no way. Yeah. At that time, it was a space race between us and Russia. Russia was our mortal enemy. At that, I know, look who our mortal enemy is again. But at the time, Russia's yeah. our mortal enemy. We're both trying to get to the moon. Kennedy says we'll be there by 69. We'll be there within 10 years. So we have to get there. But nobody, I yeah, just thought, it, space in general. Like if so, there's one or two weird things, there's just like a million weird things with the, there's uh, a, with the moon landing. With all that yeah. footage. But when they're testing cars, people are dying left and right. Like brakes fail, all these things fail. But the moon, someplace we've never been to, we just sent this ship up. It miraculously made it up to the moon. Everybody survived. They landed. They got off. Everybody got home. Everybody survived. We've never lost a man in space. Oh, with the Challenger, things like that, yes. But like, I'm talking about like a man being stranded in space the, the that is going to starve to death. Like that has to happen. The, catching the lander when it takes off from the lunar surface. I was like, uh, and the one thing that makes somewhat sense is the gravity's way lower, so they don't need like a big fancy rocket to get off the surface. But it's not that much lower. You think it would need at least a little something more powerful than a rover to break gravitational pull. But even then, how do you link up with the fucking ship? That thing's probably going around ten thousand miles right. per hour, and you've got to perfect. You've got to slow down or link up at the all these gyroscopic and movements going on. The technology was like the T100 calculator or whatever it was that like we had an in iPhone eighth grade. had more power than the whole Right. NASA. The iPhone 3 more had more iPhone. power. Yeah. <laughs> Their original iPhone had more power in it. And, and it, it struggles. Everything worked like the first websites. time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's my only knock on, on the moon is that everything worked the first time. And that just wouldn't happen in anything. And the phone call was instantaneous and like we couldn't even talk on cell phones on planes until recently. <laughs> uh, right. But so I, I would say the video for that. And then so back to Brogan, I think, you know, for him, it just wasn't worth it anymore. Like he wants to be taken more seriously and it's easier to take a shot at the guy. Like, hey, look, the guy doesn't believe in the moon landing. We're not going to listen to yeah. his podcast. And he's like, you know what? Like, do I care about the moon landing? I'm not going to the moon. I don't own the moon. It doesn't make me any money. This does my comedy. I'm going to do that. So I think that's where he's at with this is it's just too cutting edge, controversial, maybe not provable. Maybe it didn't pan out what the one guy was saying. I don't know. Yeah, I, that's completely understandable too. Like, you, that's like a real tinfoil hat um, thing you could just throw on someone's head. Like these blanket statements. Oh, you don't believe in the moon? It's like you don't believe nine. You think nine eleven wasn't terrorist or something? Those are like a couple things people would just preliminarily throw out there to kind of put you in a box, right? Like and for him, he's a product, and he wants to. Uh, he destroys CNN. His ratings destroy almost everybody. So why would he handicap himself intentionally? Why would he do that? And then uh, there's purists. There's a lot of purists in the conspiracy world who are like, oh, you have to do everything perfect, the honorable way, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, uh, well, then your message won't get anywhere. And it's like, I think sometimes the message and just the stuff is more important than being perfect, you know, or just even just the message of, oh, all these crazy conspiracies can be going on in parallel and potentially true or not, but you can still have so much fun and have an entertaining, don't let it steal your louche. Like instead of when you see something, it'll it give you louche. Be like, oh, that's funny. Like, oh, this is, this is, you have to balance the crazy here. with like your life. 
what is one conspiracy that you don't think is true, but that you wish that it was, that it would be fun? Oh, man, I wish, I may, I might have to come back on this one um, that I don't think is true, but I wish is true. Oh, shoot. Do you think I mean, Eisenhower made a, a deal with aliens? I haven't heard that, but... Um, so that in the 1950s, do you know Admiral Byrd? Operation yes, High Jump? I love that. Yeah. Yeah, so that's awesome. So he goes to the North Pole. He has a whole expedition. He encounters aliens, and they could have been Nazi aliens. They could have been regular aliens. They could have been hollow Earth aliens. A little unsure there. He comes back. A few months later, UFOs fly over the White House. There's like six UFOs. There's this picture. There's this famous picture of six UFOs like over the White House, and they just keep going. And it's all camera blurs and swamp gas and other BS. So one of the theories is that Admiral Byrd went up to the North Pole. He fought whatever with some of these aliens. He was able to get out of there. Then the aliens flew over the White House to show that, like, this place is so important to you. We just got over here. You didn't stop us at all. We kept going. So allegedly then Eisenhower made a deal with the aliens, you know, peace or whatever, and possibly we'll let you abduct some people and you'll give us some technology. Oh, yes. I don't know why the aliens would make that deal. And well, that's part of the reason with national parks and the dumbs are under there. And then you you get into the missing four on one, David Pilatus. Uh, but yeah, you, I don't know why the aliens that make technology. That they could scan one dude or like scan or like get enough. It's like they they're taking like core samples of like genitals and like jawline and like really weird mutilations that pop out. <laughs> yeah, they just had. Uh, I just saw in the news the other day in Texas they had six cattle mutilated and they're like insane precision and- yeah and and no blood spots no tire marks no anything and then vultures weren't even eating the cattle as they sat there and rotted they wouldn't even go near it i think um that this you know what it's i don't think it fulfills the first part of your question because i don't know if i don't think it's true but i i don't think it i don't think it's not true but i don't think it's true either but it's really interesting about the flat earth and the we're having like beyond the ice wall there's all these other advanced civilizations and even different races and stuff like that i think that would be super interesting and something that justin trudeau mentioned have you heard him talk about when he went to visit the north pole no oh my god you have to look up this clip um so trudeau is talking about going to visit like his uncle or grandpa or something and the way he's talking is like he's telling like a a, an epic story and he is like i found out how truly powerful my uncle was when we were going through the city we were driving through the cities in antarctica and seeing all the amazing and like the cities in antarctica or the cities in the north pole it's like there's no fucking cities and then he was talking like explaining like big tall buildings and all this stuff and being like awestruck like how like oh he didn't think he was back like expecting to go look at penguins but what he saw like showed him the real true power of his family and stuff and i'm like what the shit oh i'll have to look that up yeah i was like do some people get to see get to visit the extra parts of the earth like is that where jeffrey epstein is right now or like is that their retirement plan like for some of these guys kurt Cobain or tupac maybe out there they did enough social social destruction or a twisting and even though i love both those guys but it's kurt Cobain and tupac not jeffrey epstein <laughs> minus epstein so oh yeah. uh, so real quick so in, in 2012 and all that time they were sending all these high level people the pope john Kerry, bono were all going to antarctica for a time and like that's interesting on its own. Like one, if it's just a research base there, 
and it's so cold and so terrible to get there. Why would the Pope, who's 80 years old, want to go do yeah. that? You know, so it seems like you know, there's you know, some of the rumors are there's a, a flash frozen alien society there, and they found some things, but you know, who knows? Wow, that's super interesting. Yeah, I don't know if I want to get my Kurt Cobain point here or not. So Kurt Cobain, Nirvana, great. Kurt Cobain, great. He dies at 27. 27 Tupac club. dives at 27. Biggie, died, I think he's 25. Great artist, all great artists. Are they only so great because they died? If Kurt Cobain stuck around, would Kurt Cobain have had his ukulele years? Would he have gone into his rap career? Would he have done would a blues he have his album? Rage, rage Against the Machine, uh, fighting for establishment, put your mask on, get your vax on. Right. Uh, would Kurt Cobain be doing that right now? Like so many of these rock stars and like counterculture people rise against rise against the machine all these people are like get in line it's it's, it's so crazy. crazy yeah that the, one yeah rage against the machine is now raging against the people and fighting for the machine raging uh, for the machine yeah yeah i i just find it i find it crazy but nico i appreciate you coming on uh thank you for having me on your podcast i i sincerely appreciate it. we should do this again definitely yeah definitely uh, definitely i think we're on the same page with a lot of stuff and uh you're very well spoken and well read and uh you like to keep it to the fun topics too so that was a lot of fun yeah we go all over the place over here i appreciate it thank yeah. you i try to stay away from the third rails i you know i try to try to make it uh, open for everybody so not to go too deep down one rabbit hole or the other and make some people feel uncomfortable for their beliefs yeah yeah. It's like I'm not a researcher. I'm a commentator a, a, or an actor. What did um, Alex Jones say? He was a I forget. Oh yeah, he came <laughs> and said it was a personality or something. But all of it was just a, yeah. it was just for acting. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, exactly. I don't have four billion dollars to be sued for. So I would touch none of those topics. Uh, yes. None of the none of those topics interest me whatsoever. <laughs> we'll stay away from them. Uh, uh, they might please... interest me in five years if, yeah. if they become socially acceptable, but not now. <laughs> but please rate and subscribe to my podcast so I can make $4 billion. I would appreciate that. Uh, anybody out there looking for to sponsor a podcast or two, there's two guys here who are very interested in hearing from you. But <laughs> Nico, you have a great night. I really appreciate it. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. Perfect. All right, everyone. That was our show. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. Like and follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date in all things wild and weird. Check out the links in the show notes for more information on our guests. The biggest support you can offer is to tell everyone about the podcast. Until next time.